0: Out of all the rangers, you know you're the mastermind.
1: Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind.
2: Run, Good evening run, and welcome Rudolph. to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin and simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and everywhere in between all across the world. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com to reach our YouTube channel.
1: All I want for Christmas is a rock and roll electric guitar.
2: Boy, never a dull moment going into the holidays. It's definitely not a slow news week in any, any stretch of the imagination. In the uh, studio today, we have special guest Kyle Flood and musical guest Billy Polera with Electric Revolution. We'll be uh, talking music. We'll be talking school safety. We'll be talking all things school, uh, I believe, tonight. So buckle your seatbelts, guys. Welcome to the show. Yeah. In the studio, as always, I have my co-host, Mr. Selovich, the man with the plan. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great.
3: And uh, in here is my co-host, Luana.
2: The co-host to the co-host. Oh, yeah. Wonderful.
3: We love it. All right. So, uh, uh, hey, congratulations on your run, buddy. Uh, oh. I came out and saw the show last night. Um, and folks, if you missed uh, Miracle on 34th Street at the Rody Center for the Arts, Lakeside Players, you missed something really, really good.
4: Oh, it was great. You sing wonderful. Well,
2: well thank you. Thank you both. <laughs>
3: No, I was just uh, I I was just amazed by your daughter. She, yeah, oh um, she is amazing, Ralph. I don't care about you. Ralph, yes, Ralph, Ralph. Were you in the show? I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: No, she is so uh, Eva, beautiful. It was so, so Oh my gosh,
3: she's so good, dude. I
4: know. She, she's, I could she, not. She's
2: amazing. Like, oh she's my gosh. amazing. She really is amazing. How
4: does she remember all those lines? I couldn't do it.
2: She was the first one off book out of the entire cast and the only child in the cast, so it was pretty it mm-hmm. was It was pretty cool to uh, have that experience with with my daughter, and she got me back in a theatrical production for the first time in twenty seven <laughs> years yeah. and wow. it 's addicting. I forgot how great it feels to do that, but then to also do that with my daughter and make it a, you know make it a family thing and uh, you know my, my wife and my uh, my youngest son and my youngest daughter were there for um Three of the well, my wife was there for three of them. My young, my three-year-old was only there for two of them because mm-hmm. running around following a three-year-old out of play is, you know, <laughs> never a lot of fun. Right. I had my um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law come up from Ohio. I had my mother-in-law fly that was up from night. Florida. That.
4: It's like a Puerto Rican family. We
3: a lot of- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it, it's like you had like a whole section Saturday <laughs> night last night. We did, yeah. The whole section, the whole nudie section. You know, Dragowski's are all there, and and, uh, there's some people in the back too. I'm not sure where they were from, (laughs) but uh, they were just
2: cheering, cheering up. (laughs) And my mother
4: went. Yes, your parents
2: parents came today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They loved uh, it. It was a good time. They uh, they came up and said hello, and they you know they met my wife, and we talked for a little while, and yeah, it was pretty cool.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was really nice in the drive am-
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, come from all over to all over Chicago, Indiana, wherever you guys are at. Come and you know, I mean, watch the show. It's amazing.
2: Well, it's yeah. done now. It's, it's done, done now. <laughs>
4: oh, when well, don't watch it. For <laughs> but but, it's over. but but definitely <laughs> but
3: definitely come out to the Rodi Center for the Arts for all their other shows. They have uh, doing a little shop of horrors coming up real soon. Um, that's, oh, I that's, can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome.
2: That's
4: amazing. And Lady so, Gaga is supposed to be like the new, they're, they're not
3: not, the no, 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 not, not in, in the production. production, not in our production. Yeah. In
2: our production, yeah. we have the incredibly, well, I mean, the, I know, the, the movie that's going to that's be coming, coming out. out right? yeah. In our production, we're going to have the incredibly talented Haley Hutchinson who moved to the area from Florida. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street was the first show that uh, she did here. Her and her husband Andy were both in the production. Mm-hmm. He was the foley artist. She played Doris, the uh, plus he
3: played some other roles too. He was he was uh well, yeah, Mr. Macy He came and up and did came Mr. Back Macy to, and a number of them. That was
2: uh, very good. It was it was a great cast, great people, the mm-hmm. Hutchinsons, the Orrs, Dave Orr, Leah Orr, mm-hmm. uh, John the, the, the pianist. I tell mm-hmm. you that guy memorized in his entire amazing. radio show. Yep. The uh, the entire directing crew, uh, Jeannie and Kim and oh, Scott. Scotty. Yep, yep. You know, yep. it was just just a great group of people, and it was such a fun experience to mm-hmm. do again. And I won't wait another twenty seven years. I can tell you that before I do it again. <laughs> are
4: you are you gonna try to cast for it a little? Uh, he didn't, he didn't go to audition.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. audition for that because yeah. I knew we had too much going so, on. So yeah, it, it it's,
3: it's quite the it's quite the commitment. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's a huge commitment. It's a huge commitment, especially you know if you you got a lot of lines and you're singing too. Oh. My Lord, dude, that, that's a lot.
4: I was really shocked at how good he was. I, I know I, I know, like, he can sing. Don't. He sings all the oh, time. Okay, quit laying it on. I'm not. I, guys, I really am he's, not. he's in his office, and I'm like, hey, uh, what, about like, hey uh, what about this production? And he's like, oh, I'm
1: going into the And that's exactly how you <laughs>
3: sounded, too. I'm just, sure it is. It is. Just, yeah. like, just, like, just like that. Yeah. But, folks, uh, get down to the uh, Lakeside Players. They are a nonprofit organization. Uh, everything uh, people do down there is, is volunteer. Yes. So, and all the money that's, you know, you want to see great productions, you want to see these really neat things, uh, you can donate if you want to, stop on down there and uh, see the shows. I guess they, uh, Fleeing Artists are going to have a show this coming weekend, Christmas Carol.
2: Yes, they're doing a Christmas I'm, I'm, Carol I'm, there. I'm, I'm and... going to stop by,
3: check that out, Alex Metelsky and his group.
2: It's supposed to be a good Amazing production.
3: Amazing actors. Yep. So, that's going on down there, and all the money, all the proceeds goes to the Rhodey Center for the Arts to, to maintain that building, to keep... That stuff alive,
2: and supporting the arts is such an important thing yeah. and, and, you know in this world when we have and we discuss all the bad things that go on in the world around here on this mm-hmm. show, when you have so much heavy stuff going on you you really you, you need the arts to to lift you out of that and and yeah. give you that escape and 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 help you remember the uh you know the wonderful side of humanity and tell mm-hmm. stories that absolutely. need to be retold again absolutely and it's just a great it's a great community yeah. to be part yeah. of. Yeah. And we have a great community in Kenosha that mm-hmm. that is able to support yep. support and, things you know, like I, this. We had we had lot yeah. we had lots of guests every mm-hmm. every night. We, we we didn't sell out completely every mm-hmm. night, but we you know we had a good crowd every single night. And you yeah, can nice tell they appreciate it. It was beautiful.
4: It was, last
3: night it was was, really was a nice beautiful. big crowd. Um, uh, I want to send a congratulations out to uh, Benny Gentile. He bowled a 300 game today. Oh, my that? God. Did you know that? He's I business did not partner. know that. Did not, I did not know that. Some wild, wacky stuff. A he 300. Did. I saw that on his Facebook page. So. so wow. He had, he had well, Ben, that. congratulations. Ben is
2: my business partner, so mm-hmm. shout-out to him. We, we saw yeah, this game yeah. together. And...
3: I, uh, I, I did a little acting today myself. You did? Yeah, I had a oh. pay-in gig. I was an elf on a shelf.
4: Oh.
3: <laughs> I was. I was. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not above that, man. I'll tell you what. You want to use a short guy, dress me like an elf, and put me up on the... This, this shelf was nine feet in the air.
1: Really? Oh my it was goodness. nine feet in Very the right. air.
3: This, this uh, gentleman uh, in, in uh, uh, Antioch, huge home. This, this half a million dollar home he's, he's got. And so see, he mean, paid you to brag, be a real live I mean, elf it, on
2: the shelf. Yeah, pay
3: me to be a real live <laughs> elf on the shelf. <laughs> Oh!
4: did he disappear as soon as they seen you.
2: Did he have a bad Santa there too? While he was no, at it?
3: they didn't. But I freaked out one of one of his one of his daughter in laws, because she thought I wasn't real, because I just totally totally was just deadpan and no expression, and she looked up there, and then I talked and she, she went ah, you know.
2: Did you see that YouTube video that went viral where people were dressed up as mannequins? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and they, yeah. so they have their faces all covered yeah. in like yeah. white yeah. mesh. Yeah. And they're standing there with clothes on, and then people walk by and they would jump yeah, out at yeah, them and yeah. step in front of them. And it I w- was I w- freaking people out. <laughs> I would
4: Oh, I did see that. That was really weird.
2: I would
3: punch the crap out of them if that, <laughs> if they did that to me.
4: I'd be like, come home. <laughs> come <laughs> come be my mannequin.
3: <laughs> you got you got problems.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said.
3: I actually want a I want a, woman-kin. Woman-kin. No, a, woman-kin. Woman-kin. a woman. Woman. Woman-kin. So I, I did that and that was fun. It was a little crazy getting up on that ladder though.
1: Was it?
4: Oh
3: you weren't were you You tried
2: I, I got the picture. Hey. I was, was on the mean? ladder I was on the ladder <gasps> striking the set tonight oh, afterwards crazy, yeah. and uh the ladder the wall came toward me. I was in between mm-hmm. two walls a on, on a big ladder. Bender. And I had my ladder leaned up against the set wall instead of the real wall. Yeah. So <laughs> when I finished when they finished unscrewing yeah. the set wall, the ladder went one way and I went the other. And I was hanging onto a pipe and getting them to put the ladder back underneath me so I could come back down. Bender oh done that. Yeah, I was a close I, I That's fun. I texted I texted my wife. shoes. I didn't right write it first. I'm like, you're almost a widow like five oh minutes ago. Mm. <laughs> oh,
3: well, have you ever climbed a ladder in elf shoes?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> that
3: is, I had to take my elf shoes
2: off to get down.
4: Did you? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I'm glad I didn't bring my elf shoes. That would have, uh, yeah. you know. I, that, I could I see them getting caught not. on the rungs.
3: So so New Year's Eve, folks, no one has anything to do on New Year's Eve. I am going to be a part of a improv show at the 6th Street Theater in Racine.
2: Awesome. Nice. Um,
3: we can buy tickets online over at players.org. It's you not got,
2: sold out yet?
3: Not cause, yet. Because I know yet. it sells out really easy it over there. It sells out there. real easy over there. Very intimate uh, uh, theater. We're doing two shows, one at seven thirty, one one at 10 o'clock, The one at 10 o'clock is a little more expensive because we got wine. Not wine, but sh- <laughs> champagne and, uh, and food as well. So
4: mm, food.
2: That sounds like a lot of fun. It that is. is
4: it's food free.
3: Well, you're paying for the ticket, and part of the ticket price will go to pay for the food.
4: There you go, guys. Free food when you get in.
3: So it is free.
4: It's hmm all absolutely.
3: how you look at it. Yeah. Anyways, so those folks who <laughs> want to come and see the make-em-ups, that's what I like to call them, make ups Make em ups, make them ups, and we'll get the group in next week and we'll talk about it. That oh. sounds like a lot of fun, mm-hmm.
2: Let's yeah, do that.
3: yeah. And uh, so that's coming up, and of course, the Sixth Street Theater in Racine as well is another community theater, non All the money goes
2: into keeping that, that, that place alive,
4: nice, that's awesome. So. And it's a beautiful place,
2: it's nice. Yes. All right, well, we got we got quite the lineup tonight yeah, of, uh, of topics to talk about, uh, in the studio. <clears throat> Tonight we have Kyle Flood, who is a former school board member and is a candidate for school board again um, this time around. And we're going to talk about some of the subjects that we've already covered here regarding Kenosha and Schools. And then we have musical guest Billy Polera. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, new album that that they just put out with their band. Electric uh, Revolution. Electric Revolution. Okay. That skipped my mind for a minute. So we'll be back right after this break. I'll
1: have a blue Blue.
0: Christmas
5: Be the same, dear, if
2: with and we're back on the air. Get Real with Ralph is your host, Ralph Nudie, AM 1050 WLIP, or you can listen to the live stream and watch it on our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. And uh, I have a guest in the studio this evening who is running for school board, and I asked him to come in because we've been talking about a lot of the problems that are happening in Kenosha Unified Schools over the last several months on this program, and I thought it would be a a, a good experience to have somebody who wants to participate in the, in the process of, of listening to what we're going through in the community while while they're running. Now, I have asked every existing school board member to come on the show. None of them have agreed to do that so far, and we are open to having anybody who is currently on or currently a candidate come on the show and discuss this so we're we're not playing favorites here. We're not bringing one candidate in to promote one agenda over the other, but instead we're giving everybody the chance to to answer questions and provide solutions to some of the problems that we have brought up on this show. Now, over the past four to five years that I've been paying closer attention I've noticed. And we've brought this up on the show, an increasing number of of alarming activities that are happening within our school district. For example, two times within two years, we've had a Bradford High School student murder another Bradford High School student. We have had intense bullying problems at just about every middle school, every high school. And we seem to have problems with, with discipline everywhere you look because i am married to a school teacher and i also have a radio program it is unbelievable how many people seek me out when they know that this is a cause that 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 i care about and tell me the problems that they're having parents uh, teachers uh students administrators coaches just about anybody who's involved in the system at just about any level there's been somebody who has reached out to me to to discuss some of the problems that they feel that they're having And they also discuss the fact that they don't feel like anybody is listening. So I'm hoping by having some meaningful discussion here on the problems, we can get our school board, whether it be the current members or we have to replace all of them, I don't know, get them to listen and maybe take control of the process and and bring some sanity back to a system that seems to be losing its sanity in a very big way. So with that, Kyle, welcome, welcome to the program.
6: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
2: Now you were a school board member in uh, in, in the past. Well, what what year was your last uh, your last tenure in the school board?
6: So I was elected in April of 2013 when I was 18 years old, and I just graduated from high school. Um, and I served one full term until 2016.
2: Gotcha. And uh, that had to be quite an experience to be an 18 year old elected to a uh, a legislative body. I'm I'm sure it was some on the job training, if you will. <laughs>
6: It definitely was it was actually it was incredible um i I probably didn't really expect to win when I first got into it, um but I did, and it was a learning experience. I also feel like I got a lot done um and I also feel like I showed a lot of people that I wasn't just some kid they could walk all over
2: sure, sure and what do you feel is different about this candidacy compared to the first time you ran
6: so so there's two key differences really. And the, the first one is that the first time I ran, I was 18. I was fresh out of high school. I uh, was intimately connected to all of the issues. Um, I'm a little farther removed now. I'm 25 years old. Um, uh, so there's that. So there's a little more of a learning curve as far as making sure that I'm hearing people, hearing from the parents, from the students. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of friends who have kids that are going into the district, um, or who have been in the district. Um, uh, So that's one thing. Um, Another key difference is that the first time I ran, uh, I I think the primary concern was a lot of educational issues. Um, We had the transformation plan had just been passed when Dr. Hancock was the superintendent. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of things that that just weren't good were going on. And so I was running to kind of transform that transformation plan um, and set it on a different course. We ended up being able to do that by, Passing a new strategic plan for the district while I was on the board. This time, though, it's more about the safety issues, the cultural issues, the bullying, um, and all of that. I think that that's really the prominent thing, and that's really what made me decide that I need to get back in this fight.
2: It seems that there are a lot of policies that were implemented during the Hancock tenure that continue today that don't make a lot of sense to teachers. Some of them written, some of them unwritten some of them even unspoken, and if you even get caught speaking of these issues, you have to worry about your, your, your job and uh, your security as an employee of the district, or at least that's how how teachers are currently made to feel. And it's, it's, it is not a good work environment right now. I, I don't believe that it is for the teachers, and that means that it's not going to be a good environment for, for the students as well. Some of those seemed like they had a a political or a social agenda. And I know at the time when uh, when Dr. Hancock was superintendent, I knew several teachers at several of the inner-city middle schools, and one of the ways that they would try to create, which were them looking for parity between minority students and majority students, is they would purposely, if a minority student was in trouble, not take administrative action that could be tracked. That way, the numbers would look better overall. It seems like like funding and numbers fueled a lot of the decisions that were being made then, and we're paying the price for some of those things now. You have classrooms full of eighth graders reading at third and fourth grade levels. You have children who are intense disciplinary problems being allowed to disrupt classrooms. You have, you have a school system that spent money to remove call buttons, so you can't call offices, and you have office ladies that don't just have kids sitting in their office anymore like they did 20 years ago when I was in, in a classroom. You have instructional coaches running around these schools doing absolutely nothing, it seems, in, in a lot of these places, but yet you don't have teachers that are running detention anymore. You have a culture where if a behavioral problem happens it doesn't get reported if there's any way to make it not reported because nobody wants the accountability of saying we have a problem and you have administrators being incentivized to have less problems, therefore they just report less problems. How do you fix that?
6: Well, you, you fix that by holding the administration accountable. And, I mean, that, that has to start at the top, to be honest. Right now I think that the board, it, the, the board kind of acts like Dr. Sue is their boss.
2: Uh, Oh, I can tell you unequivocally, I emailed all of them, and one of the board members, and I won't name that board member, hit reply all to reply to all the other board members, but included me in it, and wanted to know who was going to get clearance from the superintendent for them to respond to me. And so I asked a couple of the board members afterwards when I got that. This seems odd. And they said that there's a policy in place that if they're going to reach out to the media, they have to clear it with their employee. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I would never let an employee of mine tell me I had to clear it with
6: them in order to talk to the media. It's, uh, Is that really a policy? So that's something that they started um, right after I, I. I. I actually like to call it the Kyle Rule because when I got off the board, this this unspoken policy got put into place by Dr. Sue. That if they were going to make any public statements, if they were going to post something on social media, if they were going to talk to a reporter, they needed to pass their statement through Dr. Sue. That's the whom... most arrogant
2: thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Why would an employee of the district tell the people that are elected by the people that – they have to pass things through the employee, or that's the most arrogant. Are you? Sh- that is really a policy put in place by so, the superintendent. So,
6: it has been um, denied to me by Doctor Sue that that is the case. However, board members, and I will not name them, have told me that that is the case. Well, I um, saw it in inclu- including including board board members who aren't there anymore, who who were there. Um, that's what they're told to do. And why do they go along with it? That is a great question. Um, I think. What it comes down to is that we don't have board members who have the guts to go against the... I've always called them the good old boy network, but they don't have the guts to go against the establishment of Kenosha. They don't have the guts to stand up to sue Savaglio Jarvis and say no. They want to rubber stamp the administ- for the administration. They don't have their own ideas, um, and they don't want you to know their positions. Which, really, you got to ask, why are they in elected office? Um, that's a question for each of them. It but is. I think it's been very clear. They, I, I mean, on top of that, they've they've no longer respond to public comments at board meetings. They got rid of that. They don't. The citizen committees don't meet anymore. Um, uh, and I'm I'm on one of them, and it doesn't meet anymore. And they're just the district is trying to push community and parent involvement away. They think they can make the decisions. They think their lawyers can make the decisions, and they don't want. The well, I think to be all the involved. lawyers should be fired. Well, In keep, any government body. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, When we get sued, we'll hire a lawyer. Uh, you, um, you, you
2: can't have lawyers telling, uh, telling legislative bodies how to legislate and, and how to make rules at every step of the way. It gets really clogged.
6: Well, and that's that's the thing. And if we're having that do. many
2: lawsuits, we need to be talking to our state legislators about some tort reforms so that school districts can't get sued for punitive damages. Absolutely. Because why should you have punitive damages? All you're doing is punishing the taxpayers for a decision that an administrator made. And... I don't, I, don't, I don't want to pay the price because we have a bad – fire the administrator and be done with it. Let's not let's stop paying out these settlements. And I think that the communities in general would be a lot more willing to go ahead and just get rid of somebody if they weren't afraid that if they, if they have somebody and they make a mistake, they have to worry about
6: their taxes going up because of a lawsuit. We we elect people, and this happens. You know, this I'm going to get a little off topic because this happens in the city of Kenosha and the school district, and it probably happens at the county level of government too. But we elect people to write proposals and write policy and put it forth um, as a proposal and try to get it passed. But what those representatives do on local in local government in Kenosha is they have an idea and they ask a lawyer to write that policy. That lawyer puts their own politics or opinions into it, um, and it, your elected officials really aren't doing anything. They're just letting the lawyers do it. That's been happening at every level for far too long. Absolutely. And, I mean, when I was on the board, that's something that I did not do. I wrote my own policies, and I put them forth, and most of them that made it to the agenda did get passed. I don't think we need a lawyer to write a, a, something as simple as a school district policy or a city ordinance.
2: We don't. We They were supposed to be written in plain English. That's the way our country was exactly. founded, is we're supposed to have the people decide what they want done and then the the attorneys can interpret it that exactly. that's their job but we we're not britain we're you know the the parliamentary system where everything is over lawyered before it even gets to the uh before it gets to the people is exactly what what we stood against some 200 and some <laughs> odd years ago and i it, it seems like the longer we go the more we slide closer into a system like that where it's not really a, a true republic anymore you have a you have almost an oligarchy going. Yeah, out. absolutely. And it happens in cities where the most powerful people stay, the most powerful people. It happens at state levels. It happens at federal levels. Uh, we're going to go to a break, but when we come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig a little deeper on some specific issues, Kyle, because what I'd like to hear is what some of your solutions are that you would propose specifically. And uh, then you can give us a chance to uh, also give us your overall vision for w- where you'd like to see this district go. Back sure, in a few. Thanks. And we're back on the air. Get Real with Ralph, your host, Ralph in, And we're having a discussion about Kenosha schools with current school board candidate, Kyle Flood, who uh, served on the school board at the age of 18 uh, for his, uh, his first term and now wants to come back to the school board and try to effect some change. Uh, We were talking before the break, and uh, we were also talking a little bit before we even came on the air today about how every issue seems to be demagogued these days and made a bigger deal out of than it is, or everybody tries to do everything for political points instead of doing the people's work. This happens at the federal level. We're watching it happen right now with these insane impeachment hearings that – the people's work isn't getting done at all. Instead, the the people's work is being undone because people elected a president and they want to throw him out. And I don't care if you didn't vote for him. I This notion that we're just going to split hairs and it's completely partisan and, and move on and waste everybody's time when we already know the outcome is stupid. If you have a president that did something so egregious that half their own party was against them, then we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now because decent people will rail against somebody even if they're in their party if it's bad enough. That's not where we are. That's what the impeachment process is for. That's an example. I can think of when you served your first term, that was during the whole Act 10 temper tantrum, correct?
6: Correct, yeah, after Act 10. It had just been passed a couple of years before I got on the board.
2: And I, I call it a temper tantrum because that is how everybody behaved, and in doing so, they actually shaped public opinion Against them. Now, there were some good things that happened with this. It gave districts some good tools to be able to have a little more control over their own budget. And I understand why it was done. I also understand that when that bill was passed, there was a lot of politics going on on both sides. Absolutely. For years, years and years and years, public service unions would forcibly take dues from their members. They would then decide how those dues were spent. They would decide to make political contributions based on what that union leadership wanted or or where they're going to get favors done, regardless of maybe the opinion of the member in the first place. And it was a skewed system in many, many ways. The origins of Act 10, in addition to wanting to straighten up budgets, and I do think that there was an intention there. But I also think that it was a little bit of a political reckoning or a political payback for years of that happening. And I understand it to a point. To have your tax dollars go to pay a public employee, then have your tax dollars go to have them forcibly have union dues taken out, and then have those union dues turned into political contributions to somebody you don't agree with, I think would rub anybody the wrong way. So it's going to rub half the people the wrong way, no matter which side those contributions are getting made. And that needed to probably get addressed, just like the budgetary problems needed to get addressed. But here's here's a newsflash for you conservatives out there. And I I consider myself a fairly right of center, but very libertarian guy. I don't affiliate with either party. But here is the problem that happened for all of you conservatives out there. There are some unintended consequences. And those consequences are some of these administrators, or most of them, most of these boards are to the left of the teachers themselves. And now you've taken away, and the teachers are the rank and file people that are going to work every day. You've taken away their ability to have any control over what's going on in their classrooms. And unfortunately, the union didn't articulate that very well at the time. They were too busy articulating that they wanted their insurance bought from them, and they wanted the retirement set the way that it was. And those are all valid arguments either way. But What got lost in the whole thing is the cultural change that has happened since then. Would you agree that it's been a big cultural change?
6: Absolutely. It's been a huge change for governments all around Wisconsin, I think.
2: I've seen school boards make horrendous decisions and then blame Act 10 for it, as if they're trying to just incite more anger among their electorate instead of trying to find the best possible solution. And I think that's happened here a lot. You know, A bunch of teachers got fired, for example, when that happened, because- Let's face it. The board want wanted people angry at, at at the governor at the time. Would you agree with that?
6: I think what happens is that um, we find hot button issues. Politicians find hot button issues, and they're they're automatic go tos um, for when when a large a majority of a constituency wants something done, wants something paid for. Um, and the elected officials don't want to do it. Then they jump to whatever that last hot-button thing was, so like Act 10, well, we can't do it because we're not getting funding from the state. We don't want to talk about how we could do it in inventive ways that we could make things happen, but we're going to blame it on this one hot-button issue.
2: I feel like boards have been lying to the constituents for years using political issues back and forth. I'm going to give you a couple of examples, and I'm going to get back to safety. All right. We were told Lincoln Elementary was uninhabitable that we had to go build a new school. And then we built one on a contaminated site across from a prison, by the way, where there are child predators housed, which I never truly understood that. And as soon as that was open, suddenly that uninhabitable building was inhabitable and opened back up as K Tech. Were you, were you on the board when that happened?
6: I was not. I was, uh, I was on the board when K Tech was expanded, but not when they first started. I and was, uh, I was a little young when that happened. Gotcha. And then we got told the same lie again with McKinley. Did absolutely. we need
2: to lose? Do we need to lose a comprehensive middle school?
6: I, absolutely not. And what's funny is, if you look at the class size makeup of all of the schools, middle schools tend to have the highest. Um, and so I'm expecting, in the next five years, someone's going to bring up that we need another middle school because class sizes are too high. Sure, they are. They, yeah, they, they just shut one down. <laughs> the
2: problems are created on purpose so they they can get resolved. Another situation. We were told we weren't going to need a third comprehensive high school if we built Indian Trail Academy. Then it was built. Then suddenly we have a referendum to up the taxes to build a, a comprehensive high school. I believe that was done on purpose because if the high school would have been built first, the citizens would have basically told the board to pound sand when they decided they wanted to build another charter school. And I believe that that's the reason that the football field was built right in front of Indian Trail before it was even open, because if they would have built one over at Bradford first, they would have never got one because the taxpayers would have said, well, Bradford waited 30 years, you can wait. And I see the sleight of hand going on all the time. Is there discussion about that in in, in, in backrooms between board members to to do things that way to slow roll the things you really need to get the stuff you don't really need paid for first that way when you really need something you can convince people that that it's a need?
6: Are there backroom discussions among board members? Yes, um, a lot of the decisions you're talking about I think happen at the administrative level, um, and then the board is basically just buys into it automatically. Um, what I noticed when I was on the board is that the board president is like the board um when wh- whoever the board president is at the time they get more meetings with the superintendent they get to know a little bit more than all the other board members and i mean they set the agenda um with very little input from other board members and i i would assume that's still how it's operating under the current board president but that's definitely how it went when i was there how do you change the culture as one person well you so What I did when I was on the board the first time is I wasn't afraid to call anyone out. Um, I I wasn't interested in keeping anything behind closed doors. So anything anyone said to me, I would say in public um, or post on Facebook. Um, And I think that that started to change the culture. And then I think we had that policy implemented, the unspoken policy implemented about board members passing things off. Um, with the superintendent right after I got on, right after I got off, and now any board member, even if they liked what I was doing, is terrified to do something like that.
2: Do you think the current structure, the way the board is structured, still still fits the needs of the community when the community has gotten so much larger than it was when Kenosha Unified was first formed?
6: Or do you think there are structural changes that need to be made? There's huge structural changes that need to be made. So there's a whole series of policies called the 8,000 series that kind of governs how the board operates – Um, We looked at it while I was on the board, and a lot of changes that I wanted to see made were not made, such as um, defining what a conflict of interest is for a board member. Currently, there's no definition of that, so really there's no such thing as conflict of interest. Um, I also think that there should – I actually – I I get a little extreme when I talk about structural um, change, and I would actually think that we should have term limits for board members. Um, I I know that the longest-serving board member, I think, is in her, like, 14th year or something like that, and I, I think that's getting a little a little heavy.
2: That's a long time for somebody who's supposed to be serving their community, as opposed... To, and, and it is a part-time position, so it's not like a legislative position at the federal level where that's your job, but that's Absolutely, a long time to stay in the same position. When you
6: when you run for a certain position, you are in step with certain issues, and after so long, things have changed, um, and I, I don't think you're as in tune with that, and this goes to every level. I'm a big supporter of term limits everywhere. I won't hide that, but... Um, uh, this goes to every level. You, you get out of touch with things, and uh, if you're there for too long. All right. Let's pivot to safety. This is important. Absolutely.
2: I have had educators tell me that they are not to call the police when an assault happens or a battery happens in their classroom for fear of retribution by their administrators. That, that has to be decided at the administrative level. I have had educators tell me they can't get a disruptive child removed from their classroom and they just have to deal with it, or at the very minimum, be absolutely shamed by their community for not being able to control students that they, they had no hand in, in raising. I have had teachers in every middle school, and especially Lincoln, Washington, Bullen, uh, to a lesser extent, where the classrooms are made up, the majority of the, the children in the class are two, three grade levels behind in their reading ability. And that doesn't seem to, to, to bother anybody. And you have ha, you know, ha, a, a third of the class being disruptive, some of them with individualized education plans or IEPs. And then that's used as an excuse for violating the rights of the students that don't have an IEP because they can be as disruptive as they want with no mechanism for removing them. How did it get this bad? How do we fix it? should we should we abandon the idea of inclusion for every single child with an iep what do we do to reinstill <laughs> a a system of discipline that says that if my child's in a public school they're going to get an education instead of having their education disrupted by a bunch of kids with
6: horrible parents who don't care how, how do we fix it so um how did we get here i i can't give an answer to that and i think we're seeing it all around the country um is is a violence epidemic um, I can't explain it. Um, I do think that one major impact, uh, one major thing impacting it is that there is less parent involvement, less community involvement right now. Um, I think that with that we would see less of this. Um, how do we fix it? I think that, and I want to make because sure because we I... can't
2: force we can't force good parents to be bad parents, and that's going to continue to be a problem. So how do we get the bad apples out of the same classroom as the good apples?
6: Sure, I. And I want to make sure I hit all of this. Um, there, I think there's three big things here. I think, first of all, we need a zero-tolerance policy on violence. I mean, if there is a violent act that happens in our schools, anyone who witnesses, can report, witnesses it should and can report it. Um, it, can defend themselves, can do what they need to do. Um, Theoretically, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Culturally, no. That's well, no, 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 but this is this is what the change is that we need to make. Okay. Um, I think that that's the first step is addressing that violent issue, and I think that reporting is a big thing on that. Um, and I go to one of the Bradford murders um, that happened with Kaylee Juga. Um, I From what I hear, people knew that there was a lot going on. A lot more could have done, been done to prevent things that happened. Um, I think if people just had better methods to report these things, that that would be – that that would help a lot um two other aspects of this of the safety though of how we fix this um i think we need to start when we're t- we talk a lot about physical safety of students we also need to talk about their emotional safety we have to make sure that students feel safe in school emotionally feel safe with who they are feel safe um that they're not being judged by the staff member who's supposed to be there protecting them um even things like the recent curtis toll free Incident, uh, and not recent, but the recent revelation about Curtis Tolfrey,
2: yeah, the recent summons and complaint, the recent felony charges Mm -hmm. against him, yes.
6: Um, I mean, that that's that that really comes down to emotional safety. Why, why, why was this hidden for so long? Why didn't anyone feel comfortable? People had to know. Why didn't anyone come forth? Well, he got moved from Bradford to Washington in a very quick nanosecond there. Absolutely. And then um, the, thir- the third aspect on safety, and this actually hits on the educational, the, read- the reading levels um, and the re- educational issues as well, is that um, I think that every student needs to have an IEP of sorts. The only way that we are going to make sure that every student me- excels and moves forward is if they're all getting their own individualized education. A key to that is going to be decreasing class sizes. Um, if that can't be done, then teachers can't prioritize individual students.
2: You think we're going to have smaller class sizes if we had less people working in the district headquarters with all these fluff jobs, less people running around schools with instructional coach jobs, and we started giving more of them
6: classrooms again? I think administration is extremely bloated. Um, I also think that, well, I also know the district has 7 million unused dollars in their budget right now and hasn't said how they're going to use it. That's enough to hire 70 teachers. It certainly is the mess in each annual budget, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. well, in, the, in this current annual budget, they left $7 million unspent. Um, I've heard some rumors that they're just going to use it for facilities improvements. But that is a teacher cost about $100,000 a year. Um, and so $7 million is literally enough to hire 70 teachers.
2: This, this whole positive behavior incentive system that's been going on, it seems like it's completely replaced any sort of common sense when it comes to discipline. I Small agree. infractions aren't being, aren't being addressed, and I feel like we're conditioning kids who already have terrible parents who aren't holding them accountable. We're now taking them, sending them to school, and not holding them accountable from a very young age. And then on top of it all, I think race gets used as an excuse sometimes, and I think that's the most awful thing you can do. In fact, I think it's the most racist thing you can do to a child to say, we're going to have lower expectations on you because you came from a worse home, because you came from a poorer family, because you came from a, a certain minority group. I think what you're doing is you're harming that child farther because you are not giving them any sort of consequences for their actions early on. And so what you end up with is a bunch of kids who probably could have had some corrective action taken early on who get to the late middle school, early high school levels, and they're acting with complete impunity.
6: And, and, you know, that's what I think we need to have the same expectations for every student, and I think that we need to treat every student individually, every student's educational needs individually. But how do we accomplish that? And how do we accomplish that when we incentivize principals to have
2: less disciplinary referrals instead of saying that doesn't matter, that's not part of your job anymore? Well, that absolutely has to stop. How how do we Um, fix that? that How do we say, oh, you had uh, 90 police calls at your school, so you're a bad principal instead of saying, hey, thank you for reporting all 90 things instead of sweeping it under the rug? When do we get to the point where we start telling people, hey, we want you to now stop lying and start being truthful with us, and we're going to incentivize you for telling the truth instead of incentivizing you for being the biggest liar? How
6: How do we fix that? The board needs to take a hard look at the administration, really audit that administration, and find out who's sending down those directives, and then take care of it. Um, uh, I, a lot of people would call that micromanaging, but the board has a duty to this community to uh, to be a watchdog on that administration, and so we need to find out who the administrators are that send those directives down, and they shouldn't be administrators.
2: That's a good that, that's a good start, and I'd like to hear more of your revolutionary ideas, you know, stuff on, on, on a macro scale, the, uh, the, the next time we get to sit and talk, uh, we're going to be going into a break. But Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and giving us your time. You're welcome back uh, between now and, and the election. I'd awesome. like to hear more from you. And um, this has been a very informative session so far, but I feel like we just started scratching the surface <laughs> and there's so much more we can do. There's a
6: lot to talk about when it comes to KUSD.
2: Thank you, Kyle. Thank, thank, you, thank you for so being much. on the program. Thank you. And... Um, We'll be back after this break with more Get Real with Ralph.
1: In trouble out here. (laughs) And you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Say. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who The mood is right,
0: the spirits up. We're here tonight,
1: and that's enough. See. Tip- feeling's here That only comes This time of year Simply having A
0: wonderful Christmas time Simply having A
1: wonderful Christmas time
2: And we're back on the air Get Real with Ralph, your host Ralph Nudie At AM 1050 WLIP Listen on the radio or listen live Via our YouTube channel Go to getrealwithralph.com and uh, we had a very informative first hour talking about um, the school system and maybe some things that can be done to change it with Kyle Flood. But, man, the time went by fast, and I feel like we just scratched the surface. You know, you, it, think,
3: you did. You just scratched the surface. I think, you know, we'll bring them back. Yeah. Definitely, you know, that's one of those segments. We You know, we get some really good guests on here sometimes, you know, with the informative section, a part about, about, you know, more serious part. Um, not to say that your music is not serious, Billy. Oh, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> it's seriously good man right. it rocks but you know to it, it, a lot of times we we get we get so much into it that uh it's just
2: like we don't have enough time to cover everything we want to with that subject we we, we don't and we try uh this is billy's first time welcome welcome to the program billy thank you very billy much we've for got sure. billy yeah, palera here hey. with uh, hey. what's, what's up and stuff what is what's up and in stuff, stuff? Yeah, Woody. Uh, our format generally, our first hour we try and pick a you know a serious topic to talk about, and the second hour we try to keep it more to the arts and and music and and keep it lighthearted. So I call this a soft core talk radio program. There you go. Yeah, ah. A little bit, a little bit of everything. You got to say it like this though. So soft core. Is this your first time doing softcore, core, Billy?
7: Uh,
3: music interview. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Not film. Not no, film. Not that.
7: But soft core. <laughs> not, yes, yet. I guess. not yet. Not yet.
2: So, uh, yeah, so second hour, we like to talk about, you know, we have uh, musicians on. so You know, sometimes we'll play in here acoustically. Sometimes we'll bring someone on, we'll play their music. So we're going to play some of your music here. Now, Billy has been a musician in the Kenosha area for as long as I can remember listening to local music in the Kenosha area.
7: Most definitely.
2: Probably was uh, most well-known for being the other brother and Brother Six, the only one whose name didn't end with an I and ended with an A instead, right? right? But, um, and uh, you've been playing all together. How long have you been playing bands in, in Kenosha?
7: I don't know, man. It's been a long time, actually. Bands, I would say, since the late 70s, you know, something like that. You know? 17 years old, I, uh, it was my first actual gig in a club, you know what I mean? So... What'd you guys play? What? We were playing covers back then. No, I mean?
2: Where? Where did where, where Midnight was the Hour? Man, the midnight was, Hour. Yeah, the midnight oh. hour. Oh, I remember when Johnny Midnight was still the midnight hour.
7: That's that place used to rock. It used yeah, to it did. It big, was a big rock yeah, place man, back it in was the day. Great, you know, Sammy G's. Sammy G's also. Yeah. It was a the clubhouse then too. The clubhouse. Yep. I remember, yes, sir, I remember
2: uh, being brought in there as a child, and mm-hmm. that's all I'll say.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a kitty cocktail? Kitty cocktails and pinball.
7: <laughs> there you go, man.
3: Hell yes. Now, now Bill, Billy, you, you know, I know you and I go back. Oh, you totally. Know, of course, you and my brother go way back. Yes. You know, he's one of my brother's, one of my brother's best friends. Yeah. And um, I can remember being in a studio. I was taking studio. I was learning how to run boards and stuff and, and produce uh, at Harmon's Place. And you guys yes. came in, and as uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, I think it's the first time I, you know, because you guys have a bit older, you know, a few years older than me, so right. I never really hung with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I remember you saying you're you're, you're Worms' brother, right? I go, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I am, yes, I am. So it was this is a long time ago. So, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, you know, it was so awesome. You guys were it was so much fun just being in there. I think Reason right. to Rock was what you guys were oh, recording.
7: Yeah, man, got a reason to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of recording there actually yep. for a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, straight.
3: And that's like back in the uh Early 80s? 80s, yeah. Yeah, early 80s, yeah. yeah, yeah. Into
7: the 90s, even. Into the know. 90s with them? Yeah.
2: Oh, or now you're going to have to try and dig up some really old stuff and, uh, during the next break there, Jim. Let's see what you can we'll, find. We'll
3: see. I don't know anything. <laughs> on
7: <laughs> But
3: we're definitely going to play your music tonight. Cool, and, man. Uh, you
7: got your, uh, your newest uh, album here? Yes, it is.
2: Burn It Down. Burn
7: It Down. Electric uh, Revolution.
2: You've had Electric Revolution since, um, h- how long ago was that?
7: Started in 2014. 14, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Different and, uh, variations of the band, but now the lineup is uh, Dave Lawson, lead vocals, mm-hmm. Brock Betts, lead guitar, and Leon Royal, bass guitar, and myself on drums. Wonderful.
3: And, now, you and Dave go back, we do. obviously, to, gosh, you guys must have been playing since you were in your 20s.
7: Yeah, he was uh, the lead singer, in Nick Fury. Nick Fury, that's yeah, right. Man. I remember that. hmm
4: and where can I find your uh, CD? It's Everywhere. It's very interesting, actually. Did Everywhere. You... Yeah? Everywhere? Like, yes. where? And all
7: the streaming platforms, of nice. course. You could get it here, too, at the uh, CD DVD warehouse. Nice. In Kenosha. the uh, Kenosha. It's available and, uh, there. <laughs> there. Or through our website or through, you know, our Facebook page. And honestly. if you go there...
2: Yes. Tell Candy that you heard about it here. hmm
7: Yeah. <laughs>
3: and to,
1: to Candy's Andy, good people, man.
7: She is. She is. Yeah, she is. She's, awesome. She's awesome.
3: She does a lot for the area of music. Definitely. Uh-huh. That, very much so. Very much so. And, you know, it's, and the, this area of music, we got some really, really talented people in the, around are this area. Some great I mean, players. I, go to other, I go to other places. I'll go to, like, a, uh, an open jam. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was in New Orleans once. I went to an open jam. I think, oh, great, New Orleans. Man. I mean, yeah, there's some really good musicians, but not to the caliber we have in this area. I keep yeah, telling, are, I
2: keep really saying, this is a cultural epicenter, epicenter waiting to explode, mm-hmm. and all it's going to take is one set of talented musicians to really get discovered here, and mm-hmm. I think a bunch will follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous to, uh, to to the average listener, but you you think about what happened, and and we're nowhere near the size of a metropolitan area like Seattle, Seattle, right. but. I really believe, you know, and there's little towns where it's happened though, where one hits and then you just have one after another after another. And we have that much talent here. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe we do. And I think 30 years from now, people are going to look back and say this is a place that that a lot of good music, a lot of a lot of good musicians came from, and 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 yeah. cut their teeth in, because it's a great place. There's a lot of different venues mm-hmm. that you can play in. You can really experiment here with small crowds and, uh, and, and get it right and then go play in front of bigger ones. Yep. And uh, you don't have that everywhere. Right. So you've been playing since 2014. Uh, how, many, how many songs have you guys put out so far? we just
7: writing songs. We uh, released an uh, EP first. It was a six-song EP, and then uh, in 2015, a full-length 10-song album. And then, just in uh, 2019, we uh, released that January 1st.
2: So we're so. gonna we're gonna we're gonna play some of that stuff uh, yeah. off your of January 1st. We're gonna play the title track. All we'll right,
7: burn it down. We'll definitely, rocket.
2: All right, so let's listen to "Burn It Down," and we'll come back yeah, and we'll talk I, about it.
7: So as I push this button here,
4: <laughs> where am I going? No, no, that's not first
3: the first right day on the big machine for Mr. Selovich <laughs> over there. Figure it out. When um, I do push this button here and push uh, it. Here it is, here it is, I found it, I found it.
2: Stuff, man. That good melted.
3: Stuff. That melted my face a
2: little.
7: bit. I had, you know, it, it melted right my there, brain right? a
2: little. That's like the stuff I grew up on. I yeah. can't believe you're still putting that stuff out and it's still fresh. It is so good. It's, 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 I we've think,
7: gotten some like really good reviews, man. I mean, nonstop, everywhere. You know what I mean? I got uh,
2: some. I got some messages from people I know that were listening, including two people that were in uh, Miracle, uh, Haley and Andy, and they're like, "Man, we're loving this music." Cool. Uh, talking about it, and they're young. I mean, they're in their. Uh, Early
7: thirties mid- and mid twenties. bringing back I, the I old did. classic rock, uh, blues based, classic rock stuff, man. You know what I mean? It's, uh,
3: it's timeless.
7: Absolutely. Yeah, it really, it really is. is. I mean, so. you know, people can say, "Well,
3: you're stuck in the seventies, man." No. You know this or that. It's huge through. right now, it's though, just, man. It's it's introducing people to it. It's new well. classic rock. Yes. It's, it, it's it very is. cool. And it,
7: because of bands like Greta Van Fleet and Dirty Honey, mm-hmm. bands like that, it's the whole genre is actually on an upswing. You know, honestly, what I,
4: mean? I was gonna burn it down.
7: <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they now, dubbed twenty nineteen the uh, the comeback year of classic rock. You right know on, the new right classic on. rock. You know, right. so yeah. I mean, then
2: reminded it, me of a Sammy Hagar song almost. Yeah, we had that uh,
7: feel you know, to it. People say Van Halen, you know. The, uh, it's, it's still got a little, little boogie the, woogie in it as yeah. well. It's, it's, a, it's a boogie man. It's yeah. the it is. Old it's school definitely boogie a boogie jam. You yep. know, yep. so it's kind of like uh, you know the Eatem and Smile David Lee mm. Roth thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Steve. A vibe, little Pat Travers, you know I mean? side, little song too. Yeah, yeah, actually. And you guys play with Pat Travers, by the that way. That was the
7: whole thing, you know, with this band. You know, I was on a mission to uh, actually take the band and play with as many as of my heroes as possible, mm-hmm. and we've accomplished that. You know, I mean, we played with you know Pat Travers band, Angel. Mm-hmm. Y and T, you yep. know what I yep. mean? Uh, there's a numerous bands, you know, that I can name off right. Stars. is mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. one, you know, autograph from the eighties. Yeah. So, you know, that was the whole thing, man, to get to, uh even Captain Beyond we played mm-hmm. with those guys, you know. Oh yeah, I I really
4: like that music. It's, 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 I mean different. I was I was ready to like start throwing things and yeah, I, was, I like I that was getting you were very, ready to rip
7: the studio I, apart, man. That was awesome.
2: Well I mean back 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 in the day that's that's what all those musicians did, you know. Imagine owning the hotel they stayed at. It was either Really, if you thought about it, it's almost like you won the lotto because they're gonna destroy the whole place and you get it remodeled.
4: Right, right. I feel like I had a cup of coffee. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like shot.
2: it's kind of like when those old restaurants, yeah. those old restaurants would have a fire. You know, just <laughs> book a rock band at your hotel. It's Very, down.
7: You know, it's a cool thing about this band. Mm. You know, each individual musician in this band, you know, there's they're, they're quality players, man. Brock Betts, you know, Dave Lawson's voice is excellent. Oh, and, it, it, know, after all these like, years,
3: too, he you know he still brings it. Yeah,
7: he stings his ass off. Oh, no. oh. ass, you is o- ass? ass is okay. okay. He that's four, sings ass That's, four, off. that's five times, Bents okay? That's amazing yeah. on guitar. Yeah, yeah you, can talk, guitar you can
2: talk about the whole ass on the radio. You just can't talk about them. Okay. Opposite. Okay, So yeah, exactly. Getting back to the point.
1: Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Whatever you want to talk <laughs> about, brother. <laughs> <Holy macamole.
3: laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, we, we talked earlier off, off mic of construction of, of a song. I mean, a lot of people have different... A lot of musicians have, have different uh, ways, uh, different types of uh, process. Son structure, yeah. yeah. structure. Definitely Same thing with right. other artists, too. A painter might paint a different way. An actor right. might to prepare yep. a different way or, mm-hmm. or make that choice in their acting. Right, right. And right. a comedian will do whatever he does up on stage. But, which way, I got to thank Billy. He came out and see my show
7: one time. It was great. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. right on, my, man. Was he an again. elf
4: on the shelf then? No, I
3: was not an elf on the ah, shelf. Uh, um, but what, what's the, what's the process for Electric Revolution? Well,
7: for us, mainly, it's uh, through jamming, you know, just yeah. getting together and just, you know, just jamming some stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And if it sounds good, then we record it. Man, that's a great part. You right know, let's record it and do it that way. Or an idea kind of thing. Let's, you know, try to do a groove like this or, a, you know, mm-hmm. thing like that. And right, try to right. basically, you know, build on top of it. You know? I think that that's
3: awesome. I mean, yeah. just due to the so, fact that it's, it, it's, all field, it's because because the whole band will take yeah. you know ownership of it.
4: It's brilliant minds it, coming together. We don't
7: right. go in there you know and try to conceive something you know to sound make it sound like something. We okay, let's write a song like this. You know, it doesn't happen like that. It's all mm-hmm. stuff that basically just comes. Right, you know, spontaneous.
3: Because I, I know, uh, so. that I used to be in a couple of uh, comedy groups, and we did improv, just make up scenes and different ideas. Seems to, to, to write the exact same. Thing. That's why I yeah. love talking to musicians.
2: Heck, we do that here on the radio, and we <laughs> do it here on the
3: radio. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <good> <laughs> but
7: some, that's the best stuff. Man. It is. You know it what is. I mean? It's, it's, it's,
3: it's organic. We're having yeah. a
7: jam session right now.
2: <laughs> so you're, uh, yes, we are. Do you find that you're Do you find that you have a, a specific pattern of song structure that you you seem to to gravitate more toward?
7: No, you know a lot of it comes from, uh, you know, like Brock Betts will come up with these uh, riffs, man, and uh, you know we go off of that. Or say, for instance, I'll throw a beat down, and you know our bass player will follow with me, you know, and uh, just build on top of so that.
2: So it's a lot. So it's it's basically the rock and roll version of jazz improv. You just start yeah, playing man, and you I start just adding go stuff. For it. Like
7: yeah. I said, and if it sounds good, we record it, and then Dave Lawson, you know, he'll start writing lyrics, and he'll have his ideas as far as the premise of the song, that kind of thing. So. Now, is your, first, um, is
2: your first music love, is it, is it this style of rock? I mean, you've yeah, you played, man, you you know, played different styles. Well, you know,
7: from a kid, I used to like, you know, I grew up uh, listening to a lot of the stuff my brother listened to because he was always in bands, and, uh, you know, it was always the 60s, 70s, you know, the rock stuff, but also I fell in love with, you know, soul music back then mm-hmm. and funk and stuff like this, so there's different genres that I do like, you know. Um,
2: and that was, a lot of, that was a lot of your work, with, with with Brother Six, a lot of funk and soul. Yeah, it had, mixed it had
7: all the elements. So I mean, yeah, you know, I'm that more band about, really did rock. So yeah,
2: you're very versatile. You know, play all I of mean, it.
3: Yeah. It's, just, it's just you're bringing a couple different uh, styles together because you know, your exactly. younger brothers were a little more soul, a little more Prince, a little more you know. Yep, and then Steve and, and Ricky and I and were basically, and you guys are basically a three piece anyways, yeah. right? Right there. Yeah, and you guys and you guys a rock thing from day one with us. that's what I loved about that band. I mean, you had the funk, you had the soul, you had the rock. Yeah, all mixed in in in, in, a, in a bluesy way too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was all the it's all the ingredients. Totally. I mean, how I taught
7: myself. I mean, that's that's of course you end up writing, you know, from mm-hmm. your inspiration. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, me, I taught myself how to play. My brother played drums, and I set his drum set up, and then I, you know, put the Led Zeppelin albums on, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, you know, Grand Funk Railroad, mm-hmm. those albums, and Good I taught myself stuff. how to play, man. You know, right and uh, that's basically where our music is. You know, it's basically, that's the foundation of what mm-hmm. we do now, you know? So who was your, who was your, Hale and, and, and right. all the good stuff, the early Scorpion stuff, sure. and yeah, right. you know, that kind who, of stuff.
2: Who was your guy when you first started playing, they were like, I want to be like that, dude. The, like, the first one that came to mind, what, what was it? What I was would it? say
7: Tommy Aldrich. Okay. Awesome. You know, he was a drummer back then in Black Hawk, Arkansas, right. you know? And, I saw uh, him with
3: Ozzy, yeah. because he played with Ozzy for a while.
4: You kind of remind me of Ozzy a little bit. <laughs> In a vampirish way. Oh, that's
7: good. I, that's yeah. cool. He speaks in complete Vampire.
2: sentences. How does he remind you of Ozzy? Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. Ozzy. Sharon!
4: Go on stage without me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the lead singer. I'm surprised you know who
2: Ozzy is because you didn't know who Bono that's, that's, was. That's from uh, You know, the thing
7: with Ozzy nowadays, I think he's just completely just, he just goes along with whatever they tell yeah. him to do. I mean, look at the thing he did with that rapper guy. What's that guy's name? Uh, the Malone. latest thing he, huh? Malone. He that's, just that's, did like a duo what, thing.
3: Huh? Malone. What's Mm -hmm. name? What's his name? Malone. He's not doing
2: a duets album like Frank Sinatra, is he? What's that?
3: Bugs? Bugsy?
7: Post Malone. Post Malone. Malone. Yeah. And you can tell they just, you know, they (laughs) they just made him do that, man. He's up there. He don't know what's going on. He's like. you know, like she makes him do whatever. You know, yeah. like
2: yeah, yeah. this is a
7: good marketing strategy. Yeah. He's, he's her out. little
2: cash cow. She just puts him there. Yeah, you
7: know. So, but it's it's cool though. He's trying to get uh, you know yeah, with, a different scene, the, the different brand, people. The, you, you know you, what I mean? You, get, you
3: have to reinvent yourself, man. We talked about that earlier too. I mean, you have to you have to do something to make yourself relevant. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, as sad, as sad as is, man, years go on. Well, cool. do you remember
2: when Sinatra came up with the idea with the duets album? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Tony Same Bennett. Followed suit later on, and mm-hmm. he had every song was a different duet with somebody who was relevant, mm-hmm. and suddenly oh, he yeah. was launched back into yeah. relevancy. Yeah. Maybe they should he do did that should be with
7: Lady Gaga. He did it, it with Lady Gaga. You know, the cool yep. thing about music is nowadays because of the internet, there's mm-hmm. a market for everything, man. So everything's yeah. current now. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's bands from the '80s that are still out there right. cranking it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Bands from the '70s. It's like. Like I said, you know, we've played with a lot of these bands.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, that was my whole intention to do that. You right. know, instead of playing the corner bars in Kenosha, which is cool, which is and nice. You know, we got, got a yeah, following, and we enjoy you know, seeing you. Yeah, you know, we venture out to Chicago, Milwaukee. You know, we went down to Texas and yeah. played. You, you went know, down to New Orleans, weren't you? No no, we had, no, 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 no. Where'd you go? We went, went to, down to Texas, San Antonio. San Antonio. That's yeah, it. I knew it, played it was a south. Big festival down there, and then we which, played the.
2: Uh, was it the uh, the uh, Southwest? The fiesta in the in the summer no, was the a memorial and all Day.
7: That? It was a Memorial Day uh, uh rock festival they had inside this huge club, man, a really cool club down there. Um I forgot the name of the club, but anyways. But also <laughs> we played at the Kadat Rock Fest here oh, that's uh, right. last gonna... summer in with Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie nice. and all that too, Love which Marilyn was awesome. Manson. You know, we're getting all these cool gigs, you mm-hmm. know, so and it's basically up because of that music, you know. Right. So right I mean, because you can
2: get it out there, you can get it distributed. Yeah, to listen to it.
7: That's the thing, you know. But uh, we actually put it out ourselves. We had a bunch of different label, you know, offers and stuff. But uh, of course, we wanted to get our music out to the people, so we went through CD Baby, and okay, now it's monetized and it's out in all the streaming platforms and everything else. So, you know, it's basically we're our own record label at the moment. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it really is. So you know, you could you know, do wonders with it. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about marketing. And then, of course, you want to, you know, hire a publicist, mm-hmm. you know, which we did, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it worked out well for us because we got tons of reviews on the albums. If you go to, like, our website, mm-hmm. which is ElectroRevolutionBand.live, you'll see all the reviews on it. There's tons of, you know, go to the media mm-hmm. section, there's a million reviews, and they're all not one bad review, which is awesome. I mean, right on. Very right in, on, You man. know, it's, it's good yeah. to... uh See all this stuff happening, man. So now, right now, we're on the uh, verge of album, the next phase mm-hmm. of this next whole phase. new lineup, basically. Right on. So yeah, oh, so, very
3: cool. It's very exciting, man.
7: We're actually right. Re- uh, we just recorded a single, and uh, we're going to be releasing that very soon too. So we just did that, and uh, all these recordings that we have now, we recorded at uh, Bell City Sound and we're it with uh, Chris Wisco.
3: Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people go to Bell. Yeah, man. It that sounds he's, great. he's got a really
7: nice uh, yeah. studio up there. Yeah
4: where's going to be um where Where are you going to play
7: next because um, I want to be there right now things are things are to work I br- actually stuff. just got a hold of me tonight. They want us to play out there, so maybe that would be the one you know mm-hmm. there's nothing really i'm trying I'm looking around for different uh, shows to play right now so so. We can I'm keep- looking
2: at your Facebook page right now, which mm-hmm. i I hadn't pulled it up before because. We had such a busy weekend, dude. I love this picture. You look like you look a little like Stevie Van Zant in that picture. I gotta say, there with oh, those glasses in the front, picture.
3: doesn't he? Yeah, I love that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that,
2: that is a great cover photo you oh, guys yeah. have there. Yeah, thank you. And uh, your next album cover. So yeah, if you if you if you haven't heard the music, mm-hmm. Electric Revolution is on Facebook. Go like their page and. Totally. Uh, Drop them a comment that you heard about him here what's, first. Uh, so. What's Excellent. another?
3: What's another song you uh, want to hear?
2: We'll we'll play a song into the break.
7: Running away is a good one. Which yeah, one, uh, definitely a, a radio for? type. Uh... Running
2: away. I'm not taking any chances and giving you any radio silence until it's actually playing here, just <laughs> so you know, because we we just can't have we, we can't have that. There's okay, a lot of good songs at all, okay. but that
3: one's a good. We're one. We're gonna play Running Away into the stop break, and we come back. We'll play some more music, and, uh,
2: and there hang you go, know, man. Excellent, more local music here on Get Real with Ralph. Or call Bill. We're back on the air. You're listening to Ralph Get Real with Ralph. Ralph, you're your humble host where you can hear Christmas songs that don't suck. And Jim Sullivan, your co-host.
4: Luana Figueroa.
2: Jim's co-host. And our (laughs) musical guest this evening, Mr. Billy Palera.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Billy Palera in the house with some good stuff, man. Have you guys ever written a Christmas song?
7: No, that's our next mission. Do yeah, you, do you why not? In right, Santa? everyone else does. Might exactly.
2: Well. You might as well have like a, a nice hard rock Christmas song. You, maybe it'll end up on the next a very special Christmas, <laughs> like episode or uh, volume thirteen or whatever it is. Around, Anything's you know? possible. Yes. Of course it is.
7: So
4: yes. Question: Do you believe in Santa? Of course I do. I
7: do too. Why not? He right. He is out there, and it's I can't wait. It's a magical wait. time of year. Yeah. I took I a little
2: old man and legally proved he was Santa Claus in a in a, He's right in the hallway,
7: actually. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he. Yeah, he is. And,
4: <laughs> and if you and, have an elf on the shelf,
2: that's right. There, there are there, elves. Yes, too. everywhere. I, I was, cannot there. believe you're an elf on the shelf. I, was, I would I was, have I was an elf paid, on the shelf. Do you have a picture that no, I have I don't. paid money to see? That <laughs> <yet.
3: laughs> <laughs> I got. I'll send it to
1: you.
2: I got it. Oh, my seven-year-old would have loved that. Oh my God. Oh wait,
3: there this little. It was fun. It was so much fun. All these little kids are around and stuff, you know. And and there was one I. I think he was like four years old he goes elf look elf look and he's showing <laughs> he show hey elf 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 i'm like what what look you know
2: and all this stuff so it was a lot of fun
4: nudie do you have a uh do you have an elf on the shelf
2: yes a, as a matter of fact we have an elf on the shelf for 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 our kids yeah. and the elf magically showed up at the roadie in my daughter's dressing room no for opening way. night. There you go. And uh, wow. she was just she came running down and told everybody in the cast. She told the she told the the, the woman that's playing her mother in the show, Haley. She came running. The elf is here, oh, running oh down the gosh. stairs through the theater. You could hear it echo really. Like, Shh. Because the house was opening up, <laughs> it was the most exciting thing that happened in her. You would have thought the most exciting thing was the, the applause she got for her performance. Yeah. She was more excited about that darn Elf yeah. than anything. Kids just love these Elf on the That's, shelves, yes.
3: it, and that that is so good. Yes, and, yeah. and important too. It Absolutely. is. It's it's so very important. Important. You know, I mean, for it's not. Children, it's not yes. I mean, for you know, to her that age to have that be exciting for her than her performance on stage. Oh, absolutely. Is, uh, it, it just shows let, she's let, just, let, just a let child. I yes. ha- yes. hope she hangs on to it forever. I mean, well, you no, know, not forever. But for,
2: for a while. Forever, man. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Now you have kids, Billy?
7: Yes I do actually.
2: How how old are your kids?
7: Oh they're very old.
2: <laughs> how old they go <laughs>
7: from thirty three to you know thirty wait. Yeah, thirty three down actually. My youngest is nineteen.
2: Your nineteen year old oh, wow. do you do off on the shelf for your nineteen year old?
7: Of course. When he was young enough, anyway.
2: Well, he's big enough. Now you need a life size off on the shelf. So Jim's right. for hire. I actually am for hire. I, had,
3: I now have my own costume.
2: Uh, that, I, I can just think I, of so I had, many. I, I
3: had to wear the tights. Now, you, the first... body, you put these tights on, it's like,
0: uh,
3: I'm,
2: I'm, you know, I'm mid-50s. Here, here,
4: here you go, nudie. Right here.
2: Oh my god! Go. Oh, that is a great picture. We're gonna post that on our uh, on our Facebook page, and we're gonna drop that into the YouTube episode there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I look pretty young in that picture yeah, too. Do. You, you do look like young. I, I look like very young in that.
3: Yeah. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, you look like jailbait over there. But but
3: but, but, but going back to uh, wearing tights, <laughs> I'm just like I'm looking at myself in the mirror with these tights on. I'm going, ain't no way. I got to put some uh, Long Johns underneath.
2: Right. So you are Clark Kent, you are not. Well, I, yeah, I so that's got, the only I got, dude I can I think chi- of got, that got, can get I got, away I with got wearing tights. I got chicken legs. <laughs>
4: I, got chicken. <laughs> oh, I love chicken legs. <laughs> my my, my the, favorite part of the meat.
2: <laughs> oh, gee. I know. That's, that's Too much. That's, uh, too much. Uh, I like it marinated. No, that's like, what she's here I for, provide the comic relief. I like
3: my meat marinated. How's that?
2: Billy, how do you like your meat, as long as we're on the subject? Well done. Well,
7: well done. done. <laughs>
3: well
2: done. I like it. I, was, I like my sweets, too. I, lo- I like cookies.
4: Mm, I love cookies.
2: Speaking of which, the next song is Cookie Jar, correct? Yeah. That's so, what we uh, do. we're going to We're going to listen to a little, uh, little more Billy's music here. and Electric, uh, This is Electric, Electric Revolution with Cookie Jar.
0: So you
3: But I'm talking awesome. about what I'm man, talking Billy. About.
2: I I am I'm really impressed. Well,
1: thank
3: you sir. I mean,
2: I I listened to a couple of songs when I knew you were coming on, but I hadn't really been following everything. There's so many people oh, to follow and sometimes you lose track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, so I listened to a couple of them when Jim told me you're coming on and uh, good. Everything I've heard mm-hmm. is good and uh, including yeah. the yeah. stuff I've heard tonight. And, and yeah, this right, one's that's right, yeah. a lot that's a fun yeah. song.
7: Yeah, our fan base is actually pretty broad and you know, I mean it's uh People all over the world, actually. Like right. it. You know, we've been played, uh, actually being played on, like, a whole slew of different uh, internet radio stations, you know, a l- bunch of them overseas. Nice. I mean, know, God has really blessed you. Yeah.
4: What a beautiful voice.
7: That ain't me singing. That's, he's, he's the sing, drummer. He's singing oh, he's singing the background. With beautiful though. That's Dave Lawson, man.
3: Right? <laughs> you, you, you can tell him how beautiful he is next month when they come I back. I sing in.
7: backups. Dave Lawson is the lead vocalist. <laughs> oh, that's really and fun. I play drums. Congratulations.
3: So uh Dave. let's open up the phone lines. Two six two six nine four ten fifty. See if uh, your fan base is actually listening. The Billy player from Yeah Electric Revolution. I think we got a phone call. Why don't you push that uh, top, Already push yeah. that top button. That was fast.
2: Push yeah. the top button, push it. Yep.
5: I, I need I need the pizza guy to get oh. here right away. Oh God. Right away.
2: You need you, a pizza guy.
5: I'm, I'm in a balcony. I've been held hostage for two weeks on the high rise. <laughs> the lady that bailed me out of jail. And she's getting me to wash the dishes, clean the house, everything for two weeks. I, I can't take it no more. So, so I'm in a balcony now. It's cold out here. So, so, Send the pizza guy. <laughs> Tell him bring a knife. You
2: want us to uh, <laughs> deliver by drone or how are we going to get it up there?
5: No, no. Just, just take the elevator and get away. Wait, she, I don't want her to hear me. Try not to be so loud. You're okay. being too
2: loud. <laughs> We're gonna put it on. Wait a minute,
5: she can she can hear me now. I'm gonna
2: jump off the. I, I can't. Uh, don't do jump. Anymore. Don't oh, jump, buddy. No, 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 no. He did it. Oh darn. I guess he won't be singing any Moana songs this time. <laughs> What are you going to do? Does that's, anybody else want to have that's a That's like a regular or... prank caller. <laughs> we have any real callers. 262 uh, 694 1050 if you have any questions for uh, Billy Palera or anything else we talked about today. Where's
7: Worm when you need him? Oh I know. <laughs> who, who knows? He said, he
2: said, I can do the Worm. <laughs> I I do I still do the worm at weddings and I there shouldn't you. be doing that at my I saw, age. I saw, I saw,
3: every it, time I saw the picture, yeah, and your phone fell out of your pocket.
2: My phone <laughs> fell out of my pocket. My reading glasses went flying. Right. Yeah, I mean, Honestly. Whole kinda, nine yards.
4: I'm kind of worried about this guy. Like, do you seriously think?
3: Hey, he's like... I don't know, he's a nut job. So, uh, <laughs> so Bill, your next uh, album coming up. What type of uh, you guys think? You're change anything different? Um, um I mean, right now you know, the stuff
7: that we're writing right now is, uh, it's. Pretty much like that, you know, okay. but it's, it's, we're actually, you know, diving into different realms, man. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's some stuff that's really deep or darker, you okay. know, and, All right. uh, but then again, there's some songs that could easily be radio friendly songs, sure. you know, also. Sure. Now, do you, it's whatever uh, comes up, man. Right, I mean, if right. it sounds good, then we work on it. Right we like on. the song and we're going to keep, uh, progressing with it and okay. take it from there. And, Well, record the, you, it, know, the, you, you know,
3: you, you said the name right, you said the, the phrase right there, radio, you know, ready. Friendly. Yeah, you, you know, know, of course, with mean, the, so the, the minute, time frame, three, three minute three tracks, minutes, yes.
7: three yeah. minute plus whatever, right. you know, the, we have a few of those actually in the mm. works, but then we have our five minute deep cut albums, you know, right. it's reminiscent of like stuff from the 70s, of course.
2: Yeah, your A side is all your radio friendly stuff yeah. and your B side is all the stuff that you have a passion for. All and We have another caller on the line. We do. You're on Get Real with Ralph.
5: Hi, it's Mama J from a backyard in Bristol
2: well um, hi
7: mama jay, jay. how
5: are yeah. you mama jay what's yeah. kicking
3: you have a question yeah, for, have yep,
5: yep. well i'm you guys are making me feel sentimental about how the kids used to sit around the fire and play oh. guitars
3: oh awesome nice so how do you like uh yeah. how do you like the music
5: well, I was going to say the first song, I'm with the girly girl over there. I was setting stuff on fire, too. There you go. <laughs> all right. We're we burning, <laughs> burning it down, honey. Burn it down. Well, there's two things you need to learn when you move to Wisconsin from Illinois Okay. how to drink beer and how to burn stuff. Oh, wonderful. Uh, all
3: right. We'll, we'll teach her good. Yeah, right. and, so what, and and how to accept no, that the bears seriously stink.
5: Speaking, seriously speaking, okay. I, I well. am a communications major with a minor in the fine arts. But I did grow up on a cooler in family garages oh, wow. with a band plan. There nice. you go. Amazing. That's amazing. Awesome. And when your guest was speaking about, you know, just jamming and stuff, like mm-hmm. I used to be one of the few people that was allowed in the studio when it was a closed rehearsal. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No? yeah. But- oh, we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. right. I think. Me uh, just say, so you're a, just say, kind of like a groupie? Same- yeah. No, I wasn't a groupie, <laughs> I was an analyst. <laughs> An analyst. I to have to wrap a chord or two up though okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna but have to one let you of the go. Things that was one of the things that was most remarkable to <laughs> me, and keep in mind, I've studied classical music and blah blah okay. blah. In your, when you're in studio and you're jamming, these guys will go on and on and on, and then they'll pick up things that they just kind of messed around with and put them yeah. into a song. But one of the most fascinating things was is how hard and intense. It was
2: to rehearse. Right. Well, that's oh, one of the things. Yeah. That's one of the yeah, things
5: they, about musicians. They,
3: they, thank you for the call. As right. they go on we're, and on and on.
5: We're, we're, we're coming on. up on top of the hour. I gotta let
3: you go, dear. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for calling. Merry thank Christmas. Thank you. All right, we're done with the calls because we're heading up on top of the hour. We are. We are. Now, Our phones yeah. Are yeah. Blinking thank Billy and for everything coming here. in.
2: They're, they're coming Billy, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man.
7: We'd like to come back if that's possible. Let's do it. I, bring the whole band back. I would love like to do a
2: little jam session here. And uh, let me know when you're doing a jam session. Maybe we'll bring the crew out there as well. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. We are getting near the very end here, so we're going to try and get another track in. Have a great night.
7: All right, guys. Thank you. So this is Christmas. And what have you
1: So this is Christmas I hope you have found The new-